talking about, you know, faith that looks forward. Faith that looks forward. So we've got some scripture verses up there and, and, and just kind of give you, a, a, you know, a, an idea. Uh, Surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done and he will have whatever he, he says. And let me just clarify that just for a little bit. That's just not grabbing something out of the air. Okay? Amen. But there has to be a connection between the word and what you say. Between what you say and the word. And not only what you say, but in what also the posture or the depth of your convinced, being convinced in your heart. All right? For we walk by faith and not by sight. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Thank you for that word. Father, we love you and we bless you. We thank you for faith. Release it now, we pray in Jesus' name. Faith that looks forward. In fact, his faith always looks forward. Faith is a substance of things hopeful. The Apostle Paul wrote and said that we do not hope for that which is. We hope for that which is not yet. What you place in who you place your faith in is going to determine whether you're disappointed or encouraged. Now when you went to start your car this morning, which I presume everyone did that is here, That was not faith in God. That was faith in the ability of the car, in the mechanisms that all come together to make it happen. But there is such a thing as faith in God. And that incredible power of That incredible force that's within you. In that passage of Scripture from Mark chapter 11, it says that you can say to a mountain, well, that's a metaphor that conveys to us something that's intimidating in size, complex in nature, and things that are beyond human ingenuity and capacity to do. may refer to needing problems solved or obstacles overcome or even crosses to, to carry. 
Faith is our personal response to God. Your personal response to God. The same faith that saves you is the same faith that carries you day by day. For we walk by faith and not by sight. The wonderful thing about this is that the life of faith is within the reach of every believer. Within the reach of every believer. Resident within you and I as a believer is a faith that looks forward. It's the substance of things hoped for. Romans 8 and 24 says we don't hope for those things that are seen. Think about it, how that this faith is a powerful weapon. Mark chapter 11, it says that it can move mountains. What a powerful force faith is. Mountains have to yield to its power. Mm. So important. Because faith changes our perspective, our outlook. Faith changes the inner landscape To the point that it doesn't matter what the outer horizon is. Let me say it again. Faith changes the inner landscape. And therefore it doesn't matter what the outer horizon is. Romans chapter 4, verse 19, it says this. Abraham, and not being weak in faith, did not consider the outer horizon. He did not consider his own body already dead. Since he was already a hundred years old. Nor did he let the deadness of Sarah's womb interfere. It says he did not waver. I, I'm interested in a Bible kind of faith myself. Fact is, it's the faith of Abraham that we have went ahead and been given. Obviously, the faith of Jesus Christ, but it says, it, 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 it ties it with Abraham. The, the dynamics and the, the, the realm of faith 
and its power, its force, and how it can work is seen in the life of Abraham and many others. But of Abraham, that inward sense that makes the outward vision clear. He's still hanging on to a promise. But you're the one that's going to have a son. Even though he pleaded with God that God would use a different avenue because, uh, you know, probably would have felt better for a time. <laughs> but he didn't let the outer horizon dictate his inner perception. It says that Abraham believed God and was accounted to him. You have an account. You can increase that account. By believing in God. I believe it was Peter that said this, be not soon shaken in your mind. How many have had a a busy mind? Okay. I mean, it's probably been busier than it has been in a long time. Faith that's available to us is a kind of faith that brings God directly into the situation. It's not that you'll never have questions. It's not that you'll never that you or that you will always understand what's going on. That you can make sense of it. Because if you can make sense of it, it hasn't reached the level of divine. (laughs) Faith seems to kind of like the arena of confusion. That is human confusion. Because that's where he comes to change. See, when you begin to factor in God into the equation of your life, the whole 
outcome begins to change. If you take a mathematical problem and you change one equation of it, the outcome is completely different. And so when you go ahead and you bring God into the equation, the outcome is totally different. Oh, hallelujah. It enlarges possibilities, but it also creates new possibilities. Because faith in God brings to pass the possibility, a lot of possibilities right there, in another possibility. That's what I'm trying to get at. Another possibility. power and this is the important part because is that that kind of faith has been deposited in you in me it's potential he he puts that 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 you know connecting factor in there if you believe if you have faith And I think that faith is faith in God. This ain't going to work without God. And Christian faith does not work without God. It's amazing how that miracles are connected to faith. Remember when Jesus came and to his own in Matthew 13? And they kind of, you know, were disappointed. There was an expectation. No, I Correct that. There wasn't an expectation. There wasn't an expectation. And, and, and it says that he couldn't do any mighty works because of their unbelief. Missing the, 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 the uh, 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 what God can do. Not only what God can do, but what God wants to do because somehow it lies with us. It does not lie with God.
Yeah. That's what you and I. God has invested a faith that has amazing potential. That actually works in life. It actually works in life. You know, as you take a walk through the Bible, you begin to see the potential of faith. Noah, he built an ark by faith. Now that faith could not just sit there and I believe, I believe, I believe. That faith had to gather. And there were certain ingredients that had to come into place. And there was certain work and activity that had to try, had to put it together. I love the book of Hebrews, which can give us a quick overview of the power of faith. You've read it. You know about it. God is revealing to us what an amazing, you know, power there is as we develop our faith. as we keep ourselves in tune to God through the word. You see, true faith is a conscious choice to look beyond what is seen in the here and now. In other words, that simply means what is humanly comprehended and within reason. To what is unseen and yet promised. It looks for things hoped for. It has an assurance that God's going to bring it to pass. My It does some really amazing things that just do not make sense to our minds, our natural minds, our human reasoning. They do not because it focuses on seeing him who is invisible. Do you believe in God? Go ahead, Dan. It's okay. You know, it's not a trick. You, you know, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you seen him? No, you haven't. You haven't seen him, but you still believe in him. There was, there was, there was, there is something 
in the process of the evidences. You know what I mean? But it's not just the evidences. It is that God places within every one of us the capacity to believe. The scripture says that there's that there's that level of faith that you know that believes when they've seen. And then there is that faith that believes even though they have not seen. What category are you in? What category am I in? I'll probably flop between the two. (laughs) I believe, but help my unbelief. We dramatically limit what God can do with us when we limit our faith to what makes sense to the human reasoning. Faith always starts with the word of God and I can't emphasize that enough. Not being weak in faith. Woo! Apparently, it's weak faith that lets outer circumstances interfere with believing God's promises. That's not a rebuke. God's not rebuking us. He's enlightening us. Abraham wasn't all big faith when he started out. (laughs) No. Did you know that your tomorrows are not made up of what is visible? Now, there may be a connection between what is visible and but invisible. That one thing that changes the equation. From a dead body to a life-giving body. Yeah. To being sunless, to having the whole earth filled with your offspring.
I don't know about you. I don't really, not really too keen on, on uh, you know, starting things small. Let me explain that. Probably because I don't want to be embarrassed. Don doesn't want to be embarrassed. You know how embarrassing it is to have a, organize a, a, a revival service, special services, and <laughs> the special preacher comes and and there's hardly anybody there. I'm just talking to you, you know. But God says, don't despise small beginnings. For by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. Woo! Listen. Most of our faith equations are based upon which is, in, which is visible. Somebody tell me that's good preaching. <laughs> But our tomorrows are not made of what is visible, but upon God's promises and God himself. This faith calls for earthly sacrifices. Letting go of those finite things that might hold us back. You see, because you and I both have an important role to play in our future. Your legacy, my legacy, is connected to our actions. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. All right. What he did. Through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, or this is right. God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead still speaks. Abel's legacy still, still speaks because of what he did. And he did it by faith. So faith calls for earthly sacrifice. And it 
definitely includes your bodies. Not to lay on an altar, but to give to God to use however he wishes to do. Our glorious future involves personal initiative. That's what faith does. Faith without works is what? Dead. Hallelujah. It says about Noah that he moved in spite of the naysayers. God had spoken to him and he had seen and divinely warned him of things to come. There are so many divine warnings of things to come in this book. From time to time, God highlights them. That's what he will do in, when he uses the prophet, the prophetic word. You know what I mean? Or, or some kind of uh, inspirational utterance. God highlights it. He moved with godly fear. Oh, man. He didn't slough it off, folks. He didn't say, well, this is, this is a good recommendation. Now, did he have a choice? Absolutely. He had a choice, but there was a dynamic within him. Hallelujah. It says it's faith. He was looking for something more. You see, faith is like a Holy Spirit discontentedness. Yeah. A Holy Spirit discontentedness. Think of it. You know, it's something that can keep stirring in there, hoping for more. This is good, but there's more. There's more. That's what God has placed in this book. He's placed it in you. He's 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 given you know, uh, 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 set us on the threshold.
this faith is willing to be content with God's timing. This faith doesn't spend a lot of time looking back, but looks forward. This faith is, is living an abundant life and it's not deterred by the temporary. This faith will take you through the red seas of life while those without it, it will overwhelm them. It will overwhelm them. This faith considers identification with Christ greater riches than anything that's here on this earth. This faith hears and obeys God. Hebrews 11, 8, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out. This faith sees a better future. Hebrews 11 and 10. This faith does not spend a lot of time on yesterday. Forgetting those things that are behind. Reaching forward to the things that are before. Don't spend so much time on the disappointments yesterday. Spend more time on the possibilities of tomorrow. This faith does not live in the past with regret, nor does it live only for today. But this faith helps us live in the present with anticipation of the future. This faith realizes you haven't reached your spiritual potential and goals. That's okay. 
Paul said, not that I have already attained or already perfected or matured, I press on. And I'm laying hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. When he got a hold of you, he had a purpose. He had a reason. He had a plan. Faith says God's not finished with me yet. Out of press. It's not merely forgetting those things that are behind us. My musicians come this morning. It's not merely of, of forgetting those things that lie behind, but it's also enthusiastically seeking what lies ahead. Now I know there's daydreamers. The dream really has a lot to do what the dream is, what you're dreaming for, and what's the foundation for the dream. I used to have a dawn dream. Used to think I'd like to pastor a real big church. Because there's a lot of clout in that. There's a lot of uh, prestige. And then I realized, for all that comes just as many problems. So I opt for small problems rather than big problems. <laughs> But he hadn't called me to it, okay? But he lays a hold of us. Aren't you glad that he's got a hold of you this morning? He's got a hold of you. Amen. No matter what has taken place, he's got a hold of you. Before we sing our theme song for, for January, let me just uh, for a moment talk to you about shipwreck faith. Paul writes to Timothy and said, you know, uh, you know, Timothy, you really got to get things stirred up in you. First Timothy chapter 1. You've got, you got to stir some, stir some things up, Timothy. Because he says that some, you know what I mean, have rejected this faith thing, this clear conscience thing, and have suffered shipwreck. 
And he names a couple of people that had suffered the shipwreck. Hebrews chapter 3 says, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. I don't think I have an audience here to that, but just in case, don't let that come through the door. But exhort another daily while it is called today. We're not supposed to wait till tomorrow. He says, when the, you, when the message comes, grab a hold of it. Move with it. Because when you let it go, when you don't hearken to it, you become hardened. from good teaching and you drift into dangerous rocks of false teaching and imbalance. See, God, faith only works in conjunction with the Word. He only has to stand behind his word. He doesn't have to stand behind my word or your word. He stands behind his word. And when my word lines up with God's word, Look out, mountains move. I have been disappointed in my word. I blame God for it. Oh, church, God's getting us on track. God did not fail me. I failed God. I've had to correct course many times. When I realized that it was off course. You shipwreck when you when you when you throw overboard righteous behavior. Out of control. 
when you claim Christ while behaving like unbelievers. You're in danger of shipwrecking God's faith, divine faith. Maybe not your own, but God's. Now, and I'm not talking about legalism. I'm not talking about do's and don'ts, etc. You shipwreck when you drift away from relationship with Jesus Christ because that's what it's about. Relationship. When you allow your conscience to be compromised, the ship of faith, the navigation system is ignored. God has to rescue and rescue and rescue. The Apostle Paul, when they was, he was supposed to go up to Rome, and there's, there's so many things in this, but he says, guys, we shouldn't leave. There's trouble ahead. Don't leave port. Let's wait. Let's wait till this season is over with. We're in a storm, a sea, stormy season is what is, you know, is coming, and so let's not leave port. Let's not sail. Because when your faith shipwrecks, your life shipwrecks. But he rescues us. Hallelujah. What's your faith doing? Is it looking forward? What are you hoping for? What's in this book that you're hoping for? My book tells me that I can hope for my family. I can hope for my 
children. I can hope for my children's children. My Bible tells me that I can hope that God is going to take, you know, and turn everything for good. I might have to walk through what seemingly seems an ungood. But because I see the invisible God who doesn't necessarily need ideal circumstances to bring to pass what he got a hold of me for. Yes, Gordy. God's ready, getting ready to spring revival on the church. Not on the world. The church will take the revival to the world. He springs revival on the church. fed the 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fishes. He may not use that, that particular equation again. But he might have somebody stop me on the street and hand me, <laughs> me just what I need. with me let's do it hallelujah we get this in our spirit hallelujah this is platform for revival it is not revival it is the platform for revival give the Lord a praise this morning listen church listen families listen individuals God is no respecter of persons not just only got laid a hold of us but you put within us divine life 
little bit here because, you know, I got two minutes before 11. I, I, I'm early today. But what is, whatever the Holy Spirit, you know, prompts that is missing, or, you know, you can do better at, work on it. Work on it. Pay attention to it. It won't, it's not the first thing and it won't be the last thing. You seen those t-shirts under construction? Yeah. They're all under construction. Praise the Lord. just be filled. We want to do something with the filling. Go with God. He's going with you. Hallelujah. Thank you so much.